Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. I'm here with my sidekick as always, Tate Matthews. Welcome, Tate. We have a lot to talk about, including, now get this, had a couple state titles this week. What was your week like? Well, we added a couple state titles. <laughs> we now in WCS, Tate, after the completion of four sports, four state team titles, three runners-up, and an individual title. The rich keep getting richer out here in WCS when it comes to athletic state. Hey, it's like the great American philosopher Ric Flair once said, whether you like it or not, you best learn to live with it because it's the best thing going today. <laughs> it is. It really, and to our friend Tom Krieger out there that keeps uh, saying we need to do a RUCO Cup, uh, Tom, you didn't come up with that. That was actually uh, uh, Mr. Dr. Qualls. He wasn't doctor then, but yes, Dr. He, he came up with that, and uh, it, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it fell through because our friends in RCS. We were going to do it, and we were doing it in the Jamboree, then people couldn't decide who they're going to play. And anyway. Well, to, to my knowledge, to my, if my recollection, a couple of them stood up and said, on their side, I ain't doing it. Have fun. I'm not doing it. Got up walked out. End of meeting. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we, 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 uh, we digress, Mr. Matthews. Let's talk. Let's talk some of those team state Tell me titles. about those state champions. What do you mean? Who's, who they are? Yeah. Okay. So, first of all, we start off in golf. We've got a runner-up, right? Then in volleyball, we've got the juggernaut that is Brentwood, and we have Nolensville. Who then we might be a juggernaut. Uh, definitely. Then we go soccer, which you and I attended this week. Yes. We go Ravenwood with the championship, Franklin the runner-up, and then we go into – Cross country, we get Brentwood girls, state champion, and then runner-up Franklin boys. So actually, since our last show, which has only been a week, two state titles and two runners-up. It's it's just incredible. Yeah, it's it's fun, man. It's 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 exciting. And and how close was that Ravenwood state championship? How close are Ravenwood and Franklin? They had to go to penalty kicks. That's the last. That's the last resort. You know. Well, talk about that, Mr. Matthews. We were there. And I'm going to say shout out to you. Listen, you go to a lot of these events too. It's pretty impressive. We appreciate it. Thank you. You're not just our team sports rep, but you're also a big part of what we do outside of that. And we appreciate you going. You were there with me. We've got Franklin. We've got Ravenwood. We've got the Franklin and Ravenwood section, some of which who had never been to a soccer match, a friendly, uh, a game, none of it before. And they were cheering weird cheers, <laughs> not knowing when to cheer, but it was great. They were into it. What an atmosphere. Well, let's be honest. You're talking about the Franklin student <laughs> section. There was a lot of football players there. Saw some basketball yep. players. Very well attended. Uh, Coach Ruth. I, he's still Coach Ruth to me. Mr. Mr. Ruth and um, Coach Ruck were there. And, and you're right. It was, it was neat. Their enthusiasm, A+. Plus. Um, their involvement, A+. Plus. Knowledge of the game, F. <laughs> but that's okay. It was fun. Um, they were even heckling them a little bit, and uh, it, it, was, it was great to see. The, it was a beautiful day. The sun was out, and um, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to kind of go on my soapbox. Uh -oh. uh, TAA, they keep giving out um, um, tutorials on how to social distance a thing. That's the first event that they've been in charge of that I've been to. Great job, guys. Way to lead by example. But, hey, it was a big crowd. It was fun to watch. <laughs> They're kind of on my nerves right now. Easy. This is, this is a family show. Come on, man. I didn't see that. <laughs> no, but I can read your thoughts. If you had a little bubble that came up above. <laughs> Maybe Lance can put one of those. Little... <laughs> hey, let's talk about this. 
Mr. Matthews, the goalies. And it's, it's so interesting about soccer. I feel like I've learned this a little bit the past couple of years. There can be no score, but somebody can be dominating. The shot's on goal, which side of the field the ball is staying on. Early on, Franklin. No doubt. As it progressed, Ravenwood. In the two overtimes before the penalty kicks, Franklin, I don't know if you know this, six to one shots on goal for Franklin. Doesn't matter. They get the PKs. And here's something I thought was interesting. Coach Mancini there at Ravenwood, this takes some guts, even though it was part of their plan. So they've got Lexi Grunler, and I hope I'm saying that right, Lexi, in goal, a freshman, gets nine saves during the match. When it goes PKs, what do they do? They bring in Kendall Curran, the sophomore, to finish up. That takes guts because there's going to be some scrutiny if you don't win. Oh, heck yeah, but that, that's pretty neat. Obviously, there's <laughs> – that's that's pretty neat. I did not know that. That's – I'm assuming that's not your gym because you didn't say it. But no. That dang sure could have been a gym. That was strong. And there were a couple – uh, there was one shot on goal uh, that, that, that Franklin had. It Maddie. literally hit the crossbar, came down right in front of the line. I, how it didn't go in, I don't know. But you're right, it was a game of momentum swings. It was fun to watch. I had a blast. Matty Taylor, the junior for Franklin in goal with eight saves, did a great job. Eventually in PKs, it was 4-2 Ravenwood. All goals by seniors, which I thought was kind of neat for them. Anna Major, Nora Henderson, Maddie Gleason, and the final one from Josie Ricketts. But also, congratulations to Coach Burgoyne, because I thought it was obvious in watching the teams. It's obvious to me just the way they look. Ravenwood, the veteran squad, I think if they admitted it, Franklin maybe got there a year earlier than they expected. Look for the Admirals, and I've said it here today. Calling it. Looking for a state championship, maybe two over the next three years. Yeah, I think that'd be a I think that'd be a safe bet. Since they've got fourteen overall, I thought I'd step out on a limb. Yeah, you're. <laughs> let me guess, you're going to predict Brentwood volleyball next year? <laughs> hey, a lot of young ladies that were impressive, but but on the Ravenwood side, the the the, the winning side, Nora Henderson, uh, Coach Daniels needs to bring her out for the playoff run. She is tough. Definitely tough. Fun to watch. Competitor. Speaking of state championships, congratulations to the Brentwood girls for their state championship and the Franklin boys for their runners-up finish at Saunders Ferry last week. I was out there for that, too, by the way. Mr. Matthews, great weather once again. In fact, for the runners, they might even have said a little warm because they like it about 50. Right. Right, maybe 50, maybe 55. It was approaching 70, but it was such a wonderful day. Uh, and here's something I thought that was pretty interesting. In fact, it's the gym. Brentwood's girls. Look at their senior class. Freshman year, fourth. Sophomore year, third. third. Junior year, second. Senior year win. And guess what else they did? This is actually incredible to me. They finished first at every meet. Undefeated cross-country season. That's just a Coach Rob out there did a great job. Those young ladies did a great job. That is a big-time performance. That's like going the AP poll number one wire to wire. That's it. I like that. Let's call that wire to wire. That's That'd it. That would be a good T-shirt. I like it. Congrats. Caitlin Vanderkoek led the way with third. Sophomore Brooke Till, ninth. Seniors Eden Middlesdorf. Brownwin Harris also uh, in that race. Freshman Peyton Strauss. So congratulations to them. Also, not to be forgotten, Independence finishes third. Jane and Julia Halterman finish 11th and 13th. And then Paige 
Lee Walters finishes seventh in her final race. Gonna what a dominant runner she's been. Yeah, going to be sad to see her go. I'm sure we'll see her in track, though. So, I think we will. But cross country, that book's closed. But um, what a great career, man. Hey, great here's, career. Here's something that's going to be interesting. Because don't forget this, by the way. I didn't mention this yet. Our girl from Fairview, back-to-back state champion. Yes. Alyssa Andrea, the sophomore from Fairview, also wins a state title. So when I start thinking Wilco's, is it Walters? Had a great year. Is it Vanderkoop? Finished top five in every race. The top finisher for WCS. Or is it Miss Andrea? Again, state title. Congratulations to her. She wins a state title. It's going to be tough. going to be tough. Kind of hard to go against a state champion. It is. And, by the way, the Fairview boys finished fourth. So congratulations to Fairview. Speaking of boys, teams, uh, let's talk boys cross country. Cormac, Carolyn, congratulations. Uh, great job this year. Hudson Hurst was the top finisher. He finished 17th. Uh, their top five runners also included Eli Zaney, Graham Ferguson, David Brown, Tyson Haslam. They finished second overall. But take a look at Hardin Valley, by the way. That is not a misprint, Mr. Matthews. Their runners finished second, third, fourth, seventh, 17th. So they finished with a 33, <laughs> low score wins, right? Yeah. And then Franklin is like 134. Good Lord. So they basically beat them by 101 places. <laughs> so Franklin, congratulations for the runner-up, and you don't have to feel bad that somebody was just a little bit off. I've never seen something like that. Have you? No. That's, that's strong. You know something else I didn't know? This I'm sitting there looking at it going, this is a misprint. This could be a gem, too. Do you know they do the finishes based on people that are in there as a team? So if you go run as an individual and you finish first, the top finisher may be second from the team, so they're actually the number one finisher. Like the individuals don't count. Right. If I'm there as an individual, it doesn't go in the team finals. Did you know that? I did not. I learned that this weekend trying to figure out uh, all the scores, so I thought that was interesting. Again, Franklin second, Ravenwood ninth. I'm hoping those guys all graduate. I hope so, too, <laughs> or at least don't come back. Uh, and then uh, Brentwood finished 10th on the boys' side. Make sure on the girls I got them all in. Yes, Franklin seventh, Indy third, Brentwood first. So, once again, just a great job. Kevin Vanderkoek led the district, by the way, with a second-place finish. So, if you're in the Vanderkoek household, you've got a second, a third, and a state championship. It's pretty. That's a pretty good fall. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Hey, before we get to our football playoff talk here, week one, a couple things I want to bring up: reclassification, which you and I haven't been a total fan of in terms of going to four classes. So in basketball, our larger schools they go two different directions. Franklin, Centennial, and Brentwood are all in the same district, and then you've got Ravenwood, Nolensville, Independence, and Summit. So Brentwood and Ravenwood aren't in the same basketball district. Right. Geography 101. <laughs> I, I was going to say, is it the north and the south? But then well, there's, there's I some, think there, Franklin is south of Ravenwood. There's some metro teams scattered in. But when you look at the total picture, it probably was all geographic. But I just think that part of it's too bad. In 6A, though, in football, I love it. Because now yes, it's all man, It was already tough. Woo. Super duper tough now. So out goes Dixon. In comes Summit. So, again, Dixon, we just got to speak the truth here. It was one you could mark on your schedule as win, win, win. But what do we do? We get rid of Dixon and replace them with Summit. Summit. Not so good for the, the other Navy and teams. Orange is still the same, but performance a little, a little different. bit better. Yeah. Hey, woof. 
This is going to make – and it's already – so I've been talking to a lot of these guys throughout the week. You know, right now is the time of year where you're scheduling because we're, we're at the end of yes. a two-year uh, contract cycle. So they already have a hard enough time scheduling non-districts. And now you just took out, like you said, a win to a dogfight. And they're having a hard time getting – none of them are having a very easy time getting – non-district games right now, or non-region games. So it's going to be fun, though. You know, trying to see the cup half full, if you're talking about baseball, for example, you've got Franklin, Centennial, Brentwood in one district. You've got Ravenwood, Nolensville, Indy, Summit in another. Two of those teams are probably always going to make the region. Right. So that is yeah. better. But, you know, you talk to the baseball coaches. A bunch of those guys didn't want it. No. I think they liked what they had. They that loved three what game they had. series. And I think it's – so anyway – uh, not a huge fan of it, something we have to deal with, and we will definitely move forward and continue to do well, I'm sure. That's right. Mr. Football, semifinalist, Jackson Campbell, the QB at Independence, Jake Brenningstool, Mr. Do-Everything, really, for Ravenwood, and Destin Wade, no surprise, three semifinalists for Mr. Football. Three semifinalists. I think we have a good chance of bringing home both of them. I do, too. Uh, a 6A and a 5A. Uh, we could also whiff on both of them, but uh, I think we got a really good chance. I'm really happy. I knew Destin wouldn't. You know, Destin only has what six games of stats. Um, glad to see he was not penalized for that. And J uh, Jackson only has about six games of stats. Neither one of them were penalized. <laughs> By the way, the six game of stats he has looks like 15. So, but um, yeah, I, th I think from from talking to the guys, I think Brenning Stool is probably the favorite in 6A. And what's funny about that, but I like that. That means they had good discussions. He's probably got the worst stats. You know what I'm saying? Just because of the way they play him on offense. He doesn't have as big a yards, touchdowns. But you look at his production offensively and defensively, holy smokes, man. I don't know that anybody's better. But um, And then Destin, I think it's going to come down to him and probably the guy from Davy Crockett. But I think we've got a chance of winning both of them. Pretty you know cool. what's interesting to me, and right or wrong on this, and certainly he's deserving, the fact that Brenning still has committed to Clemson, I assure you, matters. Heck, yeah. When people go to vote, and there may be, I don't know for sure, oh, he's going to Clemson? Uh, yeah, let me yeah. mark him in. Right. Well, and, and like I said, I mean, they've had to play him more on defense, but and he could be all state in defense if he wanted to. So, um, he's a, we saw it firsthand against CPA. We always knew he was a matchup problem in the slot. You put him out at split end – if they sing, if they go man coverage, it's it's over. It's over. I mean, it's over. Let's talk last week's first round. Brentwood forty-five, Cane Ridge thirteen. And what was impressive, not only about the win, was a couple of things. First of all, Brentwood had thirty-five players out, thirty-four players out. Granzow goes down for the third straight year in the playoffs. Hopefully, he's going to be back this week. He goes out early. But do you remember us talking about this? A few games ago, I said, hey, a little peek into the future. Right. Davis White comes in and has a great – it was like one of those games they blew somebody out. What a dream game for that young man. 17 for 19, 247 yards, five touchdowns, and the first play of the game, he's playing wide receiver. <laughs> hey, Davis, look, I know you're playing wide out. If you don't mind, get behind center and do your thing. Got it, Coach. Yeah. And, and it's step, not like they, they put him back there up. and ran him. Seven, and he didn't go three for five. He went 17 for 19, over 90%, upper 90% passing. I mean, that's, that's unheard of, man. That is strong. Five touchdowns. Um, 
seems like Walker Merrill's healthy again. Uh, this was a good win, man. Hey, uh, Cane Ridge got started late. Everybody knows Cane Ridge is, is usually the one over there that if they're going to be able to pick one of us off in this first round of the playoffs, it's them. They had a huge win over uh, Laverne last week. Looked like they were really playing well. I mean, that's domination right there. No doubt. Walker Merrill, speaking of, uh, of him, Matt Davenport-esque stats. Ten receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns. Luke Walters, we keep saying, saying his name, 24 rushes, 91 yards. Mark Hirschman, a couple of rushing, or excuse me, receiving touchdowns. And what I thought was impressive, and I heard this, and I meant this when I said it, they were worried about more people being out on defense. And I'm saying, if I'm that staff and it's me looking at Brentwood, that's the side I would want the most depleted, not because they can afford it. I have that much confidence in Coach Crawford and what they do defensively. Agreed? 100%. I mean, that's that's five passing touchdowns from your back, your second-string quarterback? That's pretty explosive. No doubt. Independent. You mentioned Laverne earlier. Uh, they're packing up their stuff, probably already packed at this point. Uh, they get to host the game. What happens? Independence comes down and lays the smack down on them, 49-14. to 14. I mean, hey, listen, we got these state titles this week. I'm – you're Jack. I'm, I'm juiced, man. I like it. I I'm like juiced. It. Jackson Campbell. Got me fired up. <laughs> Jackson Campbell, two touchdowns in his first six attempts. Like some of this stuff you read that Jackson Campbell does, you, you don't even think it's real. It's kind of right. like the Hardin Valley cross-country team. He was 11 for 14, 264 yards, and four touchdowns in the first half. Right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, again, this is 6A playoff ball. This was the number two seed in Region 5A, Laverne's a good football team. Stood no chance. I'm telling you, we talk a lot about matchups. Uh, I knew this was a bad matchup for Laverne. You I did. I think you mentioned it last yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And first half, and that's the other thing, held Laverne to 103 yards rushing. They've got the – now, I don't know how much Ray Banner played. doesn't matter. Uh, they're an athletic bunch. They, 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 they have the leading rusher in the mid-state. And um, – in 6A, maybe, and defense is playing well. We've talked about that. I, you know, uh, what Coach Bl Coach Blade likes to play a lot of guys. He tries to two platoon as much as he can, and the defensive line at, at, at Independence is never going to be the biggest. But man, they know what they're doing. They do. Uh, they they play assignment football. They play hard, and Coach Blade knows what he's doing. Man, um, that's a big win. Franklin, the number four seed, 49, at Smyrna, the number one seed, 13. So, again, almost identical scores, by the way. 49-14 against Laverne, 49-13 against Smyrna for Franklin. All WCS second round, which means we'll have two quarterfinalists, two, two, two semis, right? Did I say that right? Uh, no, no, no. Well, no, two quarter. Two quarter, yeah. one semi. Two quarter, one semi. Right. Guarantee to that right now, no Correct. matter what happens. Correct. Uh, total yards, 560 yards for Franklin. Just over 200 for Smyrna. Connor Bevan, he had kind of uh, Jackson Campbell kind of numbers first half, too, for the game. 18 for 24, 378 yards, four touchdowns. Carson repass, four receptions, 130 yards. You always like to do your little calculator. If I do 30 yards times four, it's 120. Oh, you did better than that. <laughs> so 130 yards. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Lanick, a name we haven't really called much this year. Congratulations to Mitch. Seven receptions, 102 yards. Mr. Spirito. 88 yards receiving and a touchdown. Garner, 58 yards and a touchdown. A couple of running touchdowns for D.J. Durham. Bryce Sparks, a rushing touchdown. 
Admirals dominated. Firing on all cylinders. Connor Bevan now with a shade under or right at 2,400 yards. We yeah. got to think he's going to pass for at least 100 this week. 2,500 passing yards. Great job to Coach Andrew Holcomb coaching the offense. And, and I guess we're going to have to quit calling Coach Webb Dr. Defense. Maybe it's Air Webb or whatever. Air Don. Air Donnie. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's like Don Coriel. Oh, man. With the, with the Chargers back the Chargers, that's right. What, the John Jefferson. Super Bowl runner-ups, weren't they? Mm. I think so. Super Bowl? I think so. Don't think they made a Super Bowl with him. Check it. Mr. Producer, check see if they see if they lost to Dick Vermeil, Dennis Harrison. Where was Dennis on that team? The Philadelphia Eagles. No, Raiders beat the Eagles on that team. You check it out. Check it. Check it. I think I'm going to be right on this one. Maybe not the Eagles. Check it. Ravenwood. Number two seed, they get a walkover from Stewart's Creek because they weren't able to play. So now Ravenwood not only moves on, but they're going to be a week rested, which we talked about a little yeah. bit last week. So it's got to be an advantage for them going to this week. We'll talk about their matchup here in just a bit. Here's no surprise. Summit, 42. Hillwood, 6. And I give Coach Coleman credit. It was 42 nothing at the half. They could have scored 100 points. They really couldn't. <laughs> they backed off. The clock was running. They didn't even score again. I'm sure they were trying to, but not overly trying to. Destin Wade, three passing touchdowns, one rushing. Summit, 316 yards. You heard that right. 316 rushing. Big night. Yeah, Destin did all that in the first half, 42 to nothing. Here's what I love the most, though. The puppies came in in the second half. Didn't score as many points. Summit, zero punts in the entire game. They punted none. So, I guess the only bad thing about that is they didn't get to work on their long snapping and punting. <laughs> but um, that's if that's the worst thing that happened to you, you lived a pretty good week. <laughs> hey, Brandon King, nine carries, 82 yards, deep hold, rushing touchdown. Brady Pierce, two receiving touchdowns. A lot of people were around the ball. Um, they haven't played since October 8th against thir on Thursday night against Franklin County. A lot of people were worried about the rust. Some people, the pundits, some good friends of ours, thought Hillwood had a good game plan and was going to keep this thing close. Not close. We'll remind those people that next time we see them. Yes. No doubt about it. Nolensville. Now, here's maybe, I thought, one of the more impressive wins of the week. I knew they were going to win. I really felt that way. Yeah, you did. But Nolensville dominated Livingston Academy. 38-14. Yes. to 14. Livingston gets a good start to the game. They hold the ball for nine minutes. They convert, convert a couple of fourth downs. They go up 7 nothing. Nolensville sco scores the next 38 points. Ryder Gallardi, big night. Three passing touchdowns, one rushing. Sampson, touchdown Johnson. 113 yards rushing and a touchdown. 418 yards of offense for Coach Derrick and the Knights. They've got it going at just the right time. Yep. Big win, and um, we knew it was going to happen. Gallardi played. Seems like he's playing his best ball of the year. That's what we want to see. Samson does what Samson does. And uh, we got another big matchup coming for the Knights. But a good win. I know they're happy. This time it was at home. They didn't have to drive all the way to Livingston. Head up 111 and then come back. That's a long drive. So congrats to the Knights. couple of losses. So we want to mention these at the end. Yeah. And also to congratulate these folks on a great season. Fairview, I know they were a little disappointed. I really thought that Fairview might have had the worst luck of all this. Yeah. When they had to go out for 14 days, uh, uh, Nardozzi going down, not playing as much the last few games. 
drop a tough game to Stewart County where they're ahead most of the game. They lose at the end. A couple of conversions they don't get or they win the game. Then they have to face East Nashville, which is a really good team in the first round. They lose that 26 to 13. So I know Coach Hughes and the Yellow Jackets are disappointed, but still, what a great program. Here's what's interesting to me. I think they'll look at it and go, dang, we feel disappointed. They lose the region by one point. They host a region game and lose. They end up seven and four for the season, but yet I know they feel disappointed. That means you've got a good program. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're expecting big things at a place like that. It was. It was. I saw Coach Hughes quote, and he said, you know, that 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 coming up short against Stewart County really put them in a bind. There was a big difference between Stratford and East Nashville, and you know, I, I don't. And even if they win, you got Pearl. I mean, yeah. And and I, I think maybe in their minds they knew it. Yeah. Well, not having your alpha dog, you know, that doesn't help. Um, and But the thing that was crazy is they took the opening drive down the field, 7-0, um, looked to be in control, but, you know. And, 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 and hey, let me tell you something. Fairview's a top-notch program, so, so, so you know, shout-out to Coach Jamal Stewart in his first year as head coach at East Nashville. They're a good program, man. Um, and, and, and the Gregory, Rontavius Gregory is a dude. And, you know, you saw that. You just – I don't know. Uh, I think scheduling Lebanon, I think that was a great idea by Coach Hughes, but there's you just don't see that kind of speed that you see out of East Nashville and Pearl Cone unless you play them. And so I don't know, maybe maybe get a non-region with those guys during the regular season or somebody like that, but it is a different level of speed. And and uh, Gregory showed that on that late touchdown run that the game was pretty much over. But the one that sealed it when he when he took off, like they hadn't seen speed like that all year. A couple guys I want to mention because I know Coach Hughes did in his closing remarks. Riley Bennett, Kaysen Edmondson, Jacob Clevenger, Brody Cox, and obviously Nardozzi, who are very special players not only to Coach Hughes but also the Fairview yeah. program. Final game, just really outmatched. Page 7, Hillsborough 43. So even, uh, even though they were the number two seed, they would have been better off being the three seed. But they end up two. They get a home game, which is good but really a game that they probably were going to lose 29 times out of 30, really, yeah. if you want to be honest about it. So uh, uh, Coach Rathbone, and I, I'm saying this, would well, they finish up 5-5? Five and five. To me, they might have had, if you look at expectation, talent coming back, experience they had coming back, they had a great year, really. And I'm telling you, it's going to catapult them into a really, really good year next year, in my 100%. opinion. 100%. And if you know, I know it's hard um, for them, but if, if you go, if you were able to rewind the clock to the way they felt after that Fairview game, I'm not so sure they thought they were going to win a game. You know, they felt that bad about where they were at the time. Now, you know, they were young, um, so you're right. I think what they ended up doing, and God, luck of the draw, man, if they had just been the third seed, they'd have played Columbia. I think they beat them. But Hillsboro Page, it's a lot like East Nashville Fairview, man. That was just a you know, it's starting to sound corny, but it is what it is. That was a bad, bad matchup for them. It was. McNamara's back next year. Oh, yes. Get ready. Get ready. He's going to have a big year. He will. All right, Tate, let's go straight into Pickums. We'll talk a little bit about these games as we go to Pickums. Uh, last week, we were both 6-1. and one. The game we missed was Fairview on our Pickums. Yep. The fans and Dr. Qualls, 5-2. and two. Who'd they miss? Uh, Fairview and who? Uh, Page. They both picked Page. Gotcha. Dr. Qualls, 47 wins. The fans, 48 wins. You and I, 
52 wins. We're tied going into round two of the play. You and, and I are kind of pulling. This is kind of like at Keeneland. We're kind of pulling ahead. We're, we're, we're separating. No doubt. So let's start. We'll go pick them. We'll talk a little bit about the games, and we'll also pick them. Okay. Remember, fans, get out there and still go. WCSCO Athletics, vote on all of the matchups. Again, that will be available for you on game day. The first matchup, it's a rematch from a couple of weeks ago, which Indy won 26-21. And you get the first pick because I'm a gentleman. Okay. I want to make sure that you get the first choice on this. Brownwood versus Independence. Round Who do you two. got? Round two. I missed this one the last time. There's a lot that goes into this. Independence won last time. Brentwood came storming back. Will Mr. Granzow play? Or how many of the 34 that were out for Brentwood, will they be back? How healthy is Independence? I don't know. This is a heck of a game. Here's what I'm going to do because I love getting the hateful text messages from our good friend Dash2 Sports, Mr. Dashiel. Um, I'm kidding on the hateful, but they're a little bit hateful. Um, I'm going Brentwood. I think it's hard to beat. I think it's hard to beat somebody twice. Plus, I'm sure Coach Blade likes it. Every time I pick against Independence, they win, and I can tell that I have um, <laughs> discomforted you. You did, but I'm going to say this with confidence. I'm going Indy. Let's go. And, Separation and, Friday. And let me tell you why I'm going Indy. There's a couple of reasons. I think there's still some question marks about people playing, right? Yeah. They didn't play last week. If they do play, maybe it's a rested week, and maybe that. Serves as an advantage. At this, the time, one is, this one will be at Brentwood, correct? At Brentwood. Yeah. At the time of this show, we don't necessarily know it, and we talked about matchups. Even full strength, we feel like this is a pretty good matchup for Indy. I think it's a pick em. So because of that, I'm going with Coach Blade and okay. Independence. As much as I love Coach Crawford and as much as I would love to say, hey, yeah, because I'm, I'm going with Indy. I, I think you have a good chance. I mean, Matt, I – I think it's fair to call this one a pick them. The rest we're going to pick the same, by the way. Matchup number two. It's a rematch of week three. Ravenwood won 42-21. Ravenwood number two seed versus Franklin. I'll start with the pick. I think Franklin plays it a lot closer than last time. I still think Ravenwood comes out on top. I think Ravenwood, more than any team, is trending in the right direction. Trending upward. Uh, I'm going to go with Ravenwood. I think Franklin keeps this closer than people think. Connor Bevan will have a good game. Coach Webb will have a good game plan. Uh, Ravenwood's just got too much firepower. And it's kind of funny that a team that's had the success that Ravenwood's had the past five years, they got a chip on their shoulder. I don't think that's good. They do. I don't think that's good. And I think they're the most physical. They definitely have a chip. Nolensville number two seed at DeKalb County number one seed. They're coming in at seven and four. Who do you have in this one, Mr. Matthews? DeKalb County has the, the Mid-States leading passer, Mr. Football semifinalist, Axel Aldino. What a cool name. That's, you know, that's a fantastic that's name. That's a fantastic – especially when you're – I mean, he's a all-over-the-place quarterback. Um, it does not matter. Super sophomore, Samson Johnson. I'm calling it now three total touchdowns. Polly D and the Knights get the win. I agree, and that will lead me into the next pick, which we don't really have to talk about much. Summit versus Columbia. It's not a matter of if, when, it's how much. Summit dominates. Get your little hat on. Get the glasses on. It's not even going to be close. Wait a second. Summit versus Columbia. Wait a second. Coach Coleman, what was that score, that Summit Hillwood score? 42-6. to six. 
Coach Coleman. He just was, left it on. Coach Coleman was on the Duck River. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 15 HP uh, Evan Rood on the back boat race. I think this one could be a playoff boat race. I agree. Mr. Matthews, looking forward to Friday night. Get out and watch games, right? You always tell our get out there and support them, man. I think we got uh, I think we got a good chance to get multiple teams to or a couple of teams to Cookville. Um, it's going to be a fun Friday night. And Can't I'm wait. feeling state championship number five coming up after football. Five and six? Just at least five. Wow. Get crazy yet. I can't wait to I'm hear I'm juiced it. up today, but maybe not quite that juiced. So, regardless of what happens, one way or the other next week, there will be a someone sitting atop number one alone. That's correct. This is gonna and there will still be a couple, the fans and Dr. Qualls battling for last. Right now, Dr. Qualls is I last. I think he's in trouble. I think he's in trouble, too. Tate, good to see you. You too, brother. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on Sports Connection.